0: chant. So high up, that otherworldly place felt a bit like heaven. But Mount Calvary's mountaintop paradise is no longer. In 2008, the California winds blew hot, and a wildfire destroyed it all. As the flames engulfed their home, the terrified monks fled downhill to the city. The sisters of St. Mary's convent, an order whose house sits behind the Santa Barbara mission in a busy residential area, took them in. At St. Mary's, the sisters and brothers lived together, sharing monastic community. Eventually, the monks received an insurance settlement for the old Mount Calvary and faced the decision of whether to rebuild on the top of the hill. After much prayer, they opted to sell the scorched site in favor of finding a different location. The sisters, with only a few women remaining in their small community, offered their property to the brothers. Thus, St. Mary's convent became the new Mount Calvary, and the brothers took up permanent residence in the city. From the labyrinth, I look up and see the peak where the monks used to live. When they gazed down from the heights above, this spot would have been just a speck in their commanding perspective A person sitting where I sit would have been invisible to them. Now they live in the world, with everything right around them, no longer above it. They have become part of the view, not distant observers of it. Up there, they would have not heard the children, joggers, or tourists, or noticed the persistent hummingbirds and noisy crows. Whereas once Mount Calvary offered retreatants, the capacity to see widely and dream vast dreams of God, the new monastery invites guests to feel the world more deeply and experience the intimacy of spirit. If I think about what was lost, about the beautiful old monastery, I feel sad. I miss the majestic views, the vistas of mountains and oceans, with the towering sense of being above the world. But here, in the center of the labyrinth, peace prevails. The morning fog is lifting. I kick off my shoes. The sounds provide a kind of gentle companionship, reminding me I am not completely alone with my prayers. Sitting on the ground, I feel warm solidarity, with the world of nature and the worlds of all those traveling nearby. And I feel that other presence as well, the heartbeat of love at the center of things, the spirit of wonder or all that many call God. Any sense of monastic isolation has been overcome with an intimate sense of connection with all that is around, things seen and things less tangible. I, like the monks, am not above. Here, I am with the world, and I find that God is with me. Maybe coming off the mountain is not a bad thing after all. Where is God? Not so long ago, believers confidently asserted that God inhabited heaven— a distant place of eternal reward for the faithful. We occupied a three-tiered universe with heaven above where God lived, the world below where we lived, and the underworld where we feared we might go after death. The church mediated the space between heaven and earth, acting as a kind of holy elevator, wherein God sent down divine directions and if we obeyed the directives, we would go up, eventually, to live in heaven forever and avoid the terrors below. Stories and sermons taught us that God occupied the high places, looking over the world and caring for it from afar, occasionally interrupting the course of human affairs with some miraculous reminder of divine power. Those same tales emphasized the gap, between worldly places and the holy mountains, between the creation and an almighty creator. Religious authorities mediated the gap, explaining right doctrine and holy living. If you wanted to live with God forever in heaven, you listened to them, believed, and obeyed.